Nope, there it is. <laughs> Hello. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> That's exciting. Good, great timing from everybody. Uh- <laughs> Oh, we got no time for the lengthy hello, guys. We got to get right into it. This is always strikes last. <laughs> exactly. If you found yourself here by accident, we are a podcast. Yes. Arguably a good one. Maybe Stay a while and listen. <laughs> Sit down and listen to our sultry voices of confusion I'm and sometimes clarity. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm Miles, and I'm joined by Matt and Jack, my co-hosts. Uh, this is a this is a podcast. Miles is correct. Yes. I actually have been really enjoying, this is completely off topic. Uh, there's a Twitter uh, account called I am a bear. And uh, he just tweets things as though he's a bear. And it always, it always ends with I am a bear. And I don't know. I just really love the format. Anyway, that's apropos of nothing. Uh, we have a great show for today. Not about what? bears, probably, depending on your definition of bear. Um, But uh, our <laughs> special guest, just uh, just back with a fresh cup of coffee. He is a uh, host of the very popular podcast <laughs> Party at the All Points, uh, a playing member of Team Canada, a uh, strong community member of the uh, Canadian Age of Sigmar scene, and now World's te- uh, World AOS World's Commissioner Dayton O'Bray. Welcome to the show. Active firefighter, Active executive firefighter. member of my union, shop steward, contract negotiator, welder, heavy duty mechanic, father of two, Ooh. and host and fundraiser for muscular dystrophy. Man, so here's where we get go. it all, please. Okay, I'm here's sorry. Where we go uh, like this. I ran out of paper. No. I, my, my little note shoulders. All right, Let's like... dust that a little bit. There's a little bit left. Just, just we're, a little we're, bit we're more. Going to, we're going to need a tome to list out all these Renaissance <laughs> man aspects. Dayton. This is good. Listen, when you get this Indeed. old, you accomplish a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me that. Because yeah. then I'll have to do a, a checklist. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh so Dayton the uh world's commissioner thing that's pretty pretty recent news what was up with that what's the what does a world's commissioner do just before we're while we're at this point uh keeps everyone in line <laughs> gets <laughs> all the cap it's basically you heard cats you heard cats okay. the whole time you try to make yeah. everyone somewhat happy you get them in apparel and you put your own spin on the tournament as well. And you basically are helping the tournament organizer, which at this time is Tom Meegans nice. of Amsterdam. He's hosting it once again. He won the vote again. So that's cool. Congratulations, Tom. You did such yeah. a good job the first time. Ooh. Or Figured the bar was so fucking low. <laughs> he just managed to stay right above it. Nice. But uh, yeah, make it, basically making his job a lot easier and uh, being the enforcer, which is cool. That's nice. So it's it's like being a tournament organizer, you know, for any level of tournament. This is just, you know, there's more moving parts in this one, really, in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a couple more people usually. Yeah, <laughs> a couple time zones to figure out. Exactly. Uh, well, we did such a great job with time zones today. Uh, we were adding a, a, a fun fourth time zone to this podcast. Uh, usually, we get a guest from one of our times, and now the, the coordination was through the roof, guys. I just want everybody listening at home to appreciate the work that we put in. It's always and, mountain time here. And uh, just to let you all know, we still managed to fail at it. So that yes. makes us even better. Uh, really... the, fail- the failure was your new guest. That's all that that's... Was. It was. It was waiting in the wings. Uh, that's, 
it's it's the what is a time zone yeah um but so, so our topic for today though is about uh the meta right we talk about it a lot it's a it's a thing that we always talk about when we talk about this game what's happening in the meta and specifically what what is a meta and what what's a local meta right because i think uh it's we get hung up talking about the global meta and we've got a bunch of people here today who have played at big events you know big big name things and uh dayton have you ever played at an event that was the global meta yeah just on one occasion I think right, but it's but like a team team format is different though. To throw that in there, um, teams is not mm -hmm. typically a meta. You'll see <clears throat> some factions that are doing really well, but the lists will not be what you come across typically yeah. in a normal tournament setting. But but even that, like uh, you know, th this last year was like we had the rules cut off pack the pa uh, the packet cut off was pretty early, so it was like this really interesting snapshot of meta. That was immediately not applicable to anywhere else. Like, like a frozen in time little thing. Yeah. Two weeks mm -hmm. later, everyone's on to something else. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, probably LVO is probably your best example of a I think cool I, meta. Yeah. That would which I've attended the last seven. There we so. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I, help, I help organize and put that together, too. There we go. <laughs> There we Forgot go. That, that was the Forgot last that piece title. of dust. That was I was wondering where it was. I'm sure we'll be able to find a couple more along the way. Oh yeah, it's just a commissioner cred, you know. Look at this big dick on the channel, eh? It's actually <laughs> <a> small. <laughs> grower, grower, not a shower. Hey, Maybe by the end of this episode, something it'll be right? four inches. Gotta compensate <laughs> something. That's so. why I was in the gym so much. That's why I almost missed this episode. There we go. Well, if we get to four inches, we've done something right. We've really entertained a lot of people. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, complaining about always having the four-inch armies, uh, and uh, that almost went on my uh, Team Team Ireland shirt for Six Nations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing KO, and then there's uh, orcs, play orcs, play uh, OBR, all four-inch move armies, you know. <laughs> Just find someone with small hands. You're good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you're golden oh. <laughs> but so yeah so the my, the point being is that the global meta is actually a pretty rare occurrence that you actually run into it and um uh we all play uh more frequently than not in our own local metas mm -hmm. and how does that mm -hmm. change our thoughts on what we're bringing and uh and you know how we play if, if at all exactly it's off I'll I'll jump in with that. You know, I think sure. a lot of people are typically chasing their idea of the global meta, but running hard in the local one, and they don't think about that difference. Like, you know, what does that actually mean for how their preparation deviates from reality? You know, when they're actually getting some matchups, and I think it's like a really interesting thing just to consider. Absolutely. So, like, um, I know here, you know, if I'm if I'm playing a at my local store, which is uh, Underworld Gaming uh, in Tala, um. You know, we have a good number of people who play regularly. We don't have all factions really covered. Um, I know, like, KO is a faction that rises and falls. We don't see it. It's not consistent. Um, I am one of the people contributing to that inconsistency. Um, I know we, Gloomspike gets, not a, not a faction we see all the time around here. Uh, frankly, my local meta is figuring out how to beat whatever Mick Wendell is bringing um that's that's usually what i'm Close. checking for 
Yeah. It's clothes. <laughs> Clothing is yeah. the answer to that, that question. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I, I think that's, uh, that's a fair point. So like, really like your particular day-to-day tournament and games few miles is radically different from yeah. what someone might consider the global one. And I, I guess it's, you know, the same over here, you know, there's a number of game shops and, and different good clubs, you know, I encounter, but most of the time, if I'm going to play against a competitive set, it's going to be the wicked dicey people. You know, so if I was trying to really take it home, I'd have to mentally plan for whatever Anthony is playing. Like, that would be on a really, really good day for me. Probably not even possible. But still, you know, that's yeah, that's, that's the meta for me. You know, like, well, what's, what is that particular crew bringing right now? It's not whatever comes out of a stat show or, or, sure. or tends to show up as like the high win army, unless they're using it. Yeah, I think in our area of the world here, we kind of have like a, a little little condensed amount of people who are unreasonably good and place high in uh in rtt well in basically any tournaments <laughs> uh all the way up to uh lvo right not um generally generally high rankers so it's an interesting mix we have the people who just play at a top level all the time and you gotta kind of pick and choose uh, what kind of list you're going to bring, right? Are you bringing a list that you want to have fun with, play something unique and enjoy um, without, you know, winning every single game? Or do you have to essentially tool out the most insane list that you have? Like my regular practice games um, are against guys who generally place high in tournaments. We have like Matt Beasley around the around the area who is just a monster um amazing dude by the way on the table uh, not socially yeah. socially yeah. my social games my social <laughs> games with him he's he's just such a horribly mean person i've you know just just the worst <laughs> mean person i've ever run into uh of course i'm kidding beasley you are matt, always matt beasley's like game. a raccoon matt beasley's like a raccoon if you try to take him out of that garbage can he gets really feisty but once he's in there he's good and the metaphor being the trash can being the gaming <laughs> table yep i thought it was <laughs> yeah, it's the only time he's at home is when he's on that gaming there table. other than that he's just an awkward awkward bastard <laughs> yep i mean and i'm awkward too so if it's right with me uh but you know we also have ricky fisher who just won the tacoma open right or not one. I think he did win, came, right? Did we have unreasonably high, high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, came, he placed unreasonably high at the Tacoma Open. Yeah, he's um, now the then, big get on campus. Yeah, yes, we, exactly. we, have a, we have a ton of, like, really good players. Um, and we have Vessier, you know, all of the people that come up for, like, some of the bigger tournaments. So, like, with me, with my meta, I generally have to pick, am I going to go all out? Because I never... I, I'll be 100% honest. I never want to get to a top table because I play Warhammer for fun. And so, like, my goal is usually if I'm coming in with an insane... And in my my idea of a competitive list, I'm like, I, I just want one a 4-1. Just a 4-1. That's fine. I don't need a 5-0. I don't need to be in the top 10. Matt, Matt, are you saying the only way to have fun is not to win? Ooh. Ooh uh, well... Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So, <laughs> so what I'm getting at here, and you kind of hit that right on the hammer or right on the head, the nail on the head with the hammer, hammer. And I need more coffee for this. 
You're uh, a metaphor master today, Matt. Yeah, I truly am. <laughs> I am not an octopus. What, what I'm discovering about Matt right now is when he's conversing, his eyes and everything are all over the place. It's like he like a a bear is trying to tear apart the front entrance of his house right now, but he's also trying to then have a conversation because he's like, like looking <laughs> the, the horrible thing is that that bear is work emails, which just keep on popping up as I'm sitting here. Um, so oh, the that bear is real. Yeah, the bear really is real. Um, Sounds like a real the, bear to deal with. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the 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 thing for me, I I enjoy not being at the competitive level where I can I can give the opponent that hey roll a dice on a four and up it's fine you forgot that one thing we're not a phase later right I enjoy that level of play uh, when you get to a higher table and you have to actually hold yourself and everybody else accountable like obviously you want to hold yourself accountable for every move you make but when it comes down to being like no 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 man that's like you just move that unit like three inches onto an objective that's three inches more than your you know movement uh for that unit like that's when it gets to be like okay well we're down point to point to point to point to point and for me that's never been an enjoyable uh way to play the game I prefer Bear with casual me if you will. and crush. Um, nice. That's a conversation <laughs> I have with every single game against your opponents, though, is to establish oh, yeah. those rules right away. And you can still play top level turn like table five or table one on the fifth round and have that conversation of, hey, if there's something that you know that your intent was there and you just missed it and you want to go back and things haven't gone ahead, then yes. Or you play the game where you play against the Danes who are fantastic and amazing people but they are this is it this is now there's no going back we're doing yeah. everything with sticks You're, you you uh you took your fingers off the chess piece the game is yeah. precise yeah. but like once you understand that then cool as long as you're both playing to that level it's fine but whatever you just need to set that level before that game even begins that makes oh, a yeah. lot of sense like expectations set you know there's not going to be as many hurt feelings or, or troubles that kind of arise from it so i'm 100 at that but to do no, that, I you need to be confident 100%. at the table, right? Yeah, you have to say it beforehand. It can't come up like halfway through turn two when it matters, right? <laughs> My last 15 games I've played in tournament settings have done so with a chess clock. And I would say maybe two of those opponents have played with the chess clock before. But it's not something that was like a negative. You just have that conversation beforehand and say, listen, I'm going to be playing with a chess clock. Like you don't give them the option. I was a server and a bartender and a bouncer for like 10 years in my life in the city. If you lead things off of the question you're always going to get a rebuttal if you think direct but then what you do is you're like you've never used it cool i'll run it for us and it's not going to be a big decider in this game but if anything it's going to be just another learning experience about how you are playing the game and it's not a big bully but then once i get used to it awesome because honestly we're all playing with the same amount of time and to take more time playing your game than me isn't a fair way to play the game so everyone should be getting used to a chess clock that Very makes true. a lot of sense, actually, and I think kind of introduces a, a good side topic, which is kind of related to like the local versus, you know, true meta, where maybe the chess clocks are only a feature sometimes. But when you do that, have you run into situations where folks completely blow out their time? It's like turn one, they're they're done. And like, how do you handle that that situation if they're sort of learning and maybe they're not learning quick enough for that particular game? You give them the warning, right? Uh, the guy's a TO who runs tournaments. Um, and the one I just put on sale was sold out in two days. And then I had to expand it by 10 people. And because my wait list and my latest is still there. So that's great. Awesome. People love my tournament. It's great. Hey, hey, um, it's a good problem to be a good situation. Yes, it is. But when you walk around and I see those players, uh, aka LLV, who hasn't rolled dice in like three years, and 
he has like 20 models on the table and he's not finishing his game. So I just talked to him like, dude, I'm going to hit you with a chess clock on your next games. If you can't get it together, <laughs> like, you, just, you just can't do that. Like, this is not an excuse. Like you play, keep it going for it. And you just totally give him that fair. warning. Cause a lot of times when people are messing up or not doing things properly, they just need to be aware of it. A lot of people aren't aware of these situations. So then go back to the meta conversation are the people that are achieving and going five Oh in their meta and tournaments actually playing out their full game. Yeah, that's right? a really so good the, question. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because if you try to take that attitude against a player who knows what they're doing and will be able to steer that game, they're going to lose horribly because that, that shit ain't allowed. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually something we had to crack down on Hawkwind, uh the last time. Uh, you know, some people will start early thinking that they can get more game in, like even before dice down, like dice on the table. And that's that's actually something in the meta around here that I've noticed that people need to kind of like queue up to when they're finally coming around coming around to it. But that's that's a good point. Yeah, there's, a, I, there's exceptions to that, that too. I'm gonna talk over you, Miles. This is my oh, show. That's now. okay. Um, <laughs> you'll have those games though that are like super, super tight between like top tables, and they're mm-hmm. just having an amazing time and they're in like round four, but the game is extremely tight to the point where you just can't talk it through. Like dice rolls have to be made. There are a few exceptions. And if it's going into like lunchtime or whatever, that maybe there's some ground. If they both agree, then there is some, sometimes there's that wiggle room that you have to make a decision as a TO to do, right? Yeah. Because typically those players would always, they're not an issue. It's just that particular game is so intense that it is becoming an issue. But if they're both culprits, then it yeah, is something you- that you can't talk through. And it's usually really apparent after like game two of a five five game tournament who's already, you know, pulling out in the lead with the longest turns, usually. Yeah, I always and like I know there's a bunch of probably uh well, I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but Imperial Guard players out there who uh, who are like I'm like, dude, if you can't finish five rounds of the game, your strategy is not a viable strategy. Why do you got to bring 40k into this conversation? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We can go yeah, down. This was a friendly place. Yeah. <laughs> this was a game that could not. This is the game that should not be named. This is yeah, this I'm is sorry. its moniker in this in this here house. You mean the game system that actually forced me to play AOS because it was just not a fun experience? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. yeah. Let's talk about that one. Dayton, you didn't get into this because swords and magic are superior to pew pew guns. Uh, well, and no. the superior models. Let's be honest. The game system right. is completely different from 40k. Lore yeah. and theme aside, the yeah, game we gotta system be, itself is different. We got to be careful here, guys. I'm pretty sure if we say 40k in a mirror three times, it just ruins the environment. Yeah, yeah. The swarm lord appears and deletes my life. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say Matt Ward appears. <laughs> All right. So, so, but that brings up an interesting point. Um, the the local metas regardless of where they are and the community as a whole i think with aos is a much friendlier and um uh more fraternal um environment than i would say the 40k environment is so i gotta at least give us that i have never been part of a more um positive community or supportive community at the very least even when um you know, even when OBR it was the worst. <laughs> Matt, I've been tearing out. it. I've been tearing it down since I met you. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you're Canadian. It's what you do. No, we're supposed you to be supportive do. and polite. I'm sorry. That's true, but with a twist. With a it's twist. A counterculture. Canadian counterculture. That's right. That's right. <laughs> is that what Canadian counterculture is? It's it's, <laughs> it's like ribbing and ribbing. Maybe a little bit passive aggressive <laughs> and <laughs> uh no, I'm more more physical than most. There we go. <laughs> Just because the ele- elements. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, sorry, you want to talk about like comparing against our local meadows as opposed to the global meadows? Yeah, I guess I just thought it would be interesting for, yeah, just for like people um, who don't get to play outside their local meta. And we always hear the news from T Sports or the Meta Watch or whatever about what's happening in the global meta and how, like, you know, I don't have to care if OBR are really good. If no one plays OBR at my shop, I never have to worry about that. Hmm. Yeah. But if you ever want to take it to a higher level. So then, Corey, then you certainly do have to worry about OBR. Yeah. Corey from Wicked Dicey has been doing this thing. He's been starting last year. And uh, it's a really neat idea that the winner of tournaments then mm-hmm. gets a ticket to another tournament. Ooh. So like uh, the winner of, I think, False Alarm last year, which is one of the tournaments I hosted, got mm-hmm. a free ticket to uh, the Wicked Dicey um Winter. Yeah, Everwinter. Winter? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Everwinter. Coming up soon. Because he, he, he runs a few. But anyways, so you got a free ticket to that. So it's a really neat concept of if you win in your meta, yeah. now take those skills and apply it to another meta and let's see how you do. Because it's it's a it's a really neat um, self-awareness of seeing how you actually do in other sure. regions. Um, and then those skills are actually really good to have when you want to start taking this experience a little bit further and you start going to like the LVOs or start applying for your team, uh, nation AOS worlds positions and stuff like that. Those are things that we consider because I'm also on the committee for bringing and deciding on who goes in and whatnot. Um, sure. That's something I look for. Cause yeah, if you're really good in Toronto, um, in Toronto, then you're like, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Yeah, no, like I how, you, yeah, can you apply those skills elsewhere? Are you making the effort to actually see if you can do well in other metas? Uh, I played in a tournament with Matt Beasley and I won that tournament, Matt. And it wasn't until I visited, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this one just for yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I called him on it at Worlds, actually. It was really funny. We were all BS and having <laughs> drinks and stuff. And uh, he was talking about, yeah, Dave, you know, I'm like, Matt, you didn't start talking to me until I started winning. We <laughs> <laughs> had the same tournament. It was funny. I was three, you know, after the first day. And then he came around and started talking to me. That, you know, I was just bugging him. That wasn't the full reason, I think. But uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's funny. That was in uh, Spokane. My uh, my first tournament against him, my very first game of my first tournament in in Washington was against Matt Beasley. And he was running zinch with an allied uh, uh vermin lord just so that he could cairo oh, yeah, fate dice nonsense. the hot 12 onto <clears throat> it summon the free bell or whatever or whatever it was that was the bell so he could summon the free vermin lord and he was like i don't care what happens in this game as long as i summon a free vermin lord it's always each if it's matt beasley yeah yeah, yeah it's <laughs> and if he can uh, if if he can eliminate dice rolls then that's what he's going to take because that's, yeah. that's a very common theme that you see in some of the top players and what they do is obviously if you can remove percentage and chance. No, absolutely. Then, uh, uh, but he's a beast. Yeah. I, I, I joke him all the time, but yes, Matt Beasley is very much one of the top players in the world for sure. Yeah. He just can't uh, win tournaments that I show up to. 
<laughs> well it helps when also when you're playing the snake to his mongoose or the mongoose or whatever the metaphor is there uh, to be fair we just snake, never, we never matched yeah. up we, we, we were both undefeated but uh, we, we just never nice met up at the end um no and uh that's a really interesting point jack and i both play in a in a blood bowl league and frequently what we find is the it doesn't matter how good the team is if you're a team that has to roll more dice you're gonna lose that's why those teams mm-hmm. that are low skilled like that, you want to get the rerolls to yeah. increase your chances because that's better no, exactly. spent than better spent. Than nice, the I see those uh, goat men. Nice. Yeah, if you ever want to get into like chancing and stuff, Blood Bowl is definitely one of the ones that makes your brain work the hardest to figure out those chances because that's that that it's it's actually a really good game to uh, apply those skills to other things too. I think so too. I mean, even just that that notion of like minimizing the chance for something to go wrong, you know, like avoid the dice roll, that's so applicable to AOS. You know, like you were just saying, Dave. You'll see it in inexperienced players a lot of times too. Like when they're trying to do a charge roll, that's really not that important. And then they spend the reroll because they just want it. And it's like, well, that's really not the one you're going for. Like lead off. If you need that reroll, you want to spend that CP, then lead off with that. Yep. Or if something is crucial to another charge, then lead off with that one. Yeah. You know, if my 10 blood letters don't make it in, I'm not going to send in the one blood master by himself. Right. So lead off with those ones. And just remember to always like, if you want to speed up the game, if we didn't go back to that conversation and you're rolling in charge rolls, roll the charge roll first. Don't even think about it. Just roll it. That decision is going to be made for you right then and there. Yeah. If you get a big hide, then it's going to open up different options anyways. Like you don't mm-hmm. have, that's the neat thing. Like when you roll a charge roll, you don't have to charge. You can just say, cool. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can just, you can roll and decide it later. You know, I roll, um, I roll charge rolls for stuff that are just within 12 inches of something. And I'm like, cool. I wasn't planning on charging with this, but I'm going to roll it. And then, uh, no, now was... you're slowing down the game. Miles. Come on. <laughs> Fuck. Well, just so, like, I... look, I'm not, I wasn't like, my plan was not to charge with this thing, but if I got a hot 11, I could make this, you know, I could do something cool. So I think it's a fun for you, Miles. Is a hot 11 a sex move? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it could be like, from now on. It could on. be now. I think. Sounds I think with the right amount like of it. elbow grease and ingenuity, uh, you can you can make it whatever you want it to be. Probably a little bit of lube, you're good to go. Yeah. Definitely with a hot eleven. Tears. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you uh, can't you can't get hot elevens if you don't roll it. I point. think it's psychologically very fun, though, Miles. For you, just as a, a side note, I mean, you trying to roll the charge for your ironclad, people are not going to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look. I wasn't going to charge with this, but if I got a 12 on dice, I can get this somewhere you really don't want it to be. <laughs> so I'd also be fine if it sat where it was. So definitely so a maybe, minus well situation. Yeah. Just, exactly. just thinking a little bit about this, this meta delta, right? I mean, okay. Of course, if you start going to tournaments, different places, right? You're traveling for like LVO or Nova or Everwinter or something, and you live somewhere else, you're getting a splash of different stuff. But I'm kind of curious, like if if people think that there are really off meta metas somewhere, like you know pocket metas that people are living in, where there's maybe a cluster of board game stores is doing a totally different thing, and that it's jarring for someone to come to the tournament scene. Has anybody seen or talked to a tournament player who's run into that when they first kind of jumped into the wider scene? It's mostly uh, the players. You'll find mm-hmm. that certain players will run really skewed and weird lists. Um, that will then make people think and they like, and those are like your little meta breakers. Um, I know there's like the English meta gets like that quite a bit where people will jump on whatever's the hottest. So what was it like Lumineth castle, techless castle was going really, mm-hmm. really hot. 
Mm-hmm. So then uh, Math Mallow designed a Sylvan Athletics list just to beat that. And then he went into a tournament and he faced it like four times and beat it every time and ended up winning the tournament with like a <laughs> list that shouldn't, like does have bad matchups. But he looked at what his meta was and he designed a list to crush it. And he did really well with it, which is hilarious. And then to hear him talk about it is awesome. Fucking Math Mallow is the best. The guy's got so much crazy <laughs> over-the-top ADHD. It's hilarious to listen to him and talk. He's just right to the point on everything. Um, but what's the other one? Uh, the Elven guy right now, he ran that Marathi list where he's being super aggressive with little Marathi and big Marathi, and then he's running a Tree Lord with it too. And he's Oh, yeah, I saw that. Run like mm-hmm. two tournaments. So it's like those little things too. Though, those are meta-breaking because no one else is doing that, and they're doing really well in their tournament scene, right? Um, and then you look at uh, Rune from the Danes, which mm-hmm. people have talked to endlessly about um charismatic bastard he designed a list that was very hard to counter right and then they made people think so and he, he was, was playing the 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 cowboy elves Lu- uh yeah he's playing lumineth but he was only having he had one unit that actually was affected like got the minus two he okay had one ca- he had one cow he had techless um and then he had just a bunch of like dawn bringers and stuff no shooting whatsoever and then when people tried to run that and play it against it in worlds for prep and stuff, you're just like, this list sucks. Like, what is he trying to do? And that was it. Like, people just didn't really know. They didn't take it seriously, and they didn't really know what to throw against it. So that was like an off-meta pick, right? For that reason. That's the reason why he ran it. Sure. I definitely this... remember uh, hearing an account from the Serbian team. Uh, I remember they had, uh, which they was their first their first Worlds last year. Ours and... too. Crazy. And and yeah, exactly. Uh, and they were they were very pumped going into it, thinking that you know they had sort of played in their little isolated pocket meta, and they had thought that they had some really interesting ideas. And then they, uh, um, upon reflection, maybe had a little bit of a rude awakening uh, with some of their some of the things they thought were going to work. I think and- yeah, they went in with the wrong expectations, in my personal opinion. I talked to that group quite a bit. Yeah, they're uh, very nice Natasha. guys. Uh, <laughs> they unfortunately don't have like a huge playing scene and then TTS is really an option for them either because like as she was saying most of them have own computers that if they tried to run TTS they would just explode sure. um, so like they do like a lot of proxy like when they were doing all their prep work and stuff so like you're getting people that don't play the army and then you try yeah. to play the army which is always going to be a different experience and then that goes into your meta talk too um, you don't have to chase those net lists um, if you know an army really, really well, like the back of your hand, and you go into it, that will give you a lot of edge. Yeah, um, sure. But the biggest thing, I guess, if you want to compete, though, is just a system awareness is a big part of our game system. If you know what your opponent can do, that's just going to help you out so much. Like the amount of times when I play against someone, they're like, oh, I've never played against Corn before or Bellicorn. You're like, oh, buddy. Oh, that's oh, oh, yeah. not going to go well. I'll, ex- I'll explain everything that's going to happen, but it's, it's, yeah. it's rough. You're not going to yeah. digest it in time. I'm uh, going to do magic dom. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Yes. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I can stop it. Okay. Yeah. Don't uh, do that. I'm going to do bait and trap. I'm like, don't do that. Don't He's do like, that. What? Either, yeah. I can. I can pull you into combat. <laughs> but it's my turn. Yep. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to try anyways. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but also, you know, realizing that you know, if you are looking to do better in your own local meta. Um, just focusing on the people who are going to show up, the list that they bring, 
and not worrying about the global meta as a first step is also a great, you know, is a great first stepping stone into just improving your game is, is that awareness of what is actually around you, what you're going to see, right? Like any sport, if you want to improve and do better, play with and against good people. Uh, we're not all monsters, dude. We're just a bunch of nerds who like to spend endless amount of times as solitary in our little hobby rooms painting right, plastic figures. Um, <laughs> if you reach out to these Indeed. players that are consistently winning in your area, then just start playing games against them. You're going to learn more in that than you are any other way, especially on your own, right? And then you can have those discussions, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's and that's easy. It's better just to talk to him in zeros and ones. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. You need well, to have like a sometimes you need a beep and a boop in there. Just yeah. a beep boop. <laughs> I thought I saw it too. Him, well, and, really him, him and Matias together are just hilarious. <laughs> Speak the same language. Oh, they enjoy the hell out of each other. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. Um, nerds. Bunch <laughs> of nerds. Jack, what were you saying? I would say that's really just fantastic advice for the whole listener base, though. It's like, if you, you want to improve, you know, figure out who in your local area wins the tournaments, who's like, you know, grabbing the brass ring consistently, asking questions, play games with them, get your stuff stopped a few times, and you'll learn reams because they'll be showing you what, what works. <laughs> yeah. To, to Dayton's point a little bit, a little while ago, like, every time I go up against something new, I expect to get absolutely crushed by it, no matter oh, how. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No matter the relative, you know, experience gap between me and my opponent, if we're, you know, sort of similar players or very different players, if I don't know what it does, even if you tell me, there's no chance I'm going to internalize that in time. There's, there's sort of an interesting thing around that. Oh, Dayton, go ahead. Interrupt you. Yeah. Fuck you, Jack. I'm the guest. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to argue you, Miles, which is then a point that I made. So I'm actually arguing myself. To go back to, if you know your army really, really well and exactly what you need to accomplish, you mm -hmm. can actually still compete even against stuff that you oh, don't yeah. really know. Yep. I'm not saying it's hopeless. I just, you know, I, I set my expectations low for those things. With like, And, it, you know, to be fair, I play a lot of games. It's very rare that I come up against something that I like, I've never seen this before. What is this? What is going on here? Yeah. yeah. Darren <laughs> well, Watson will tell you that your emotional state then what you bring to the table already decides the game. So if you yeah. think you're not feeling in with confidence, then I'm sorry, Miles, you're not going to do it. That's probably what it is. It's it's really... It's, so <laughs> tilt is real. Miles yes. needs to work on his winning attitude and be less defeatist. That's, that's almost certainly true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting, though, just, just on that point, you know, where, you know, if you run into the thing and you haven't read the book that whoever, you know, the person is running it. And so there's all this stuff in there you're probably not super situationally aware of. You know, it's... That could be a big gotcha moment. No, it's not really a gotcha. It's just like you, you walk right into the thing that you haven't experienced before. Uh, and I guess maybe there's a, a question around that is do, do you need to get stomped by something to really internalize it? Or can you just pick up the book and like look over all the possibilities and feel good about like that constructive awareness? I at least find that when I get run over by something like, you know, a blood type running me into combat and dropping a battle tactic or something like that when I'm playing corn or, or some other thing out there that's really quite constructive in terms of remembering what not to do or what to be aware of versus just sort of like skimming rules <laughs> jack did you do a leading question and then answer it yourself that's amazing um <laughs> something that I'll, I'll do to that context too like if i play a game against something i'm not super familiar with i'll play the game to the best of my abilities but then once that tournament is over i go back to those books 
against mm-hmm. the factions that I didn't feel 100% with and just go back over the rules. Uh, I'll tip, I'll Wahapedia while I'm playing people. Like if there's yeah, something yeah. in my head or if, if something triggers me right away and I'm like, let's see that. Like, I don't care. That's on my time, but bring out your book. Let's, let's see that to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and challenge people. And a lot of times, honestly, that it, this game has so many fucking rules to it. It's almost impossible to keep track of them all, but um, you know, it might not be exactly the way that people interpret things. Right. And it's not yeah. that they're trying to do that with intent. It's just what you read is interpreted differently in your head. Right. And that's totally fair. And, uh, and yes, Dave, that is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a pro move right there. I, I think I, uh... to circle back though, like the, the knowledge of your own army and how you're going to score battle tactics, regardless of what you're up against is just as important as the meta around you like if you aren't like super comfortable know all your rules like rules to a t right you're 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 not going to do well against something else you don't really know that's true well maybe it's a fun question there like isn't that the move right now to find as many battle tactics as you can like 100 achieve without interaction or possibility of frustration so you have that game plan there so then if you're doing that you are less susceptible to being messed with sure. by some other there's, there's that old magic the gathering uh uh advice of um make sure your opponent's playing your game right don't play their game there's a great mike tyson quote everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> I'm not sure how to how to interpret that that quote. Um, you could have your own <laughs> idea of how you're going to yeah. do things, and then you play yeah. against that Arjaws player that fully sends fucking twenty one pigs at you that are doing mortals and sixes and double damage. Yeah. Now what are you doing? Now you're playing. How the hell do I get away from this? Yeah. Well, that's it. Now you're playing their game. <laughs> this, this is this is what they game. wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, it, but that is interesting thinking about building your list in a in a vacuum as opposed to you know what you're going to come up against with your local meta or even your global meta if you're going that far out right so i don't know he says he, he contemplates adjusting his headphones yes um, <laughs> he's, he's still looking at that bear trying to get in his house uh. i know <laughs> it's just seriously people it's just dum, 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 it's dum, through the hedge dum, now dum, dum. it's through the hedge <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, um, I don't know, every, th- me, I, I don't, I don't know how I can come out with a, a, a completely defined way of how I would interact with every, every list out there or build in a build to a meta. Um, I notoriously have built lists that I just not given a, not given a single fuck. For the past like year and a half to be honest um yeah like your orcs and porks legendary yeah. in that respect Oof. yeah it's just like eh, whatever um be fine <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll a, totally work we have out. a saying in this part which is uh <laughs> ah, be grand yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i there is something to be said for that too is just make a list make an army that you know exactly what it does and and don't worry about the rest of it. I actually really enjoy getting my ass kicked by a new thing. I don't know what it is because I love seeing an army when everything's going its well, its way. Mm-hmm. You know, once I know what what 
like what what this thing is trying to do and when it, when everything's going well for it, what does that look like? Then you can pick that apart. Yeah. But that's the visceral moment I was talking about, Miles, where like yeah. it, it grinds you into a paste and now you have it burned into your memory. It's much less conceptual at that point. Yeah, exactly. I know yeah. I know where all the buffs were. I know where they were coming from. I know <laughs> what well, the series of bad choices that I made. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, getting drunk, rolling dice and meeting new people. That's also a, a good strategy. <laughs> Honestly, pretty much the reason we all do this. <laughs> There's a really pretty good picture so. of uh, Worlds where I'm playing Dave Kerr, which is the top player of AOL, uh, Australia meta. And he's intent and in looking in the game hard, and I'm finishing off my beer. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's it was, it was the... fun. Super playing playing him. He was, a, he was a very intense player, and I kept trying to take him out of it. He was doing things like he was backspinning. Like he, when he rolls, he rolls. He's one of those hard rollers. And I'm just like, dude, you pitch? He was like, what? Like, look at that backspin, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, what? No. Get... <laughs> that's, at some point, uh, you tell me to shut up or you just go with it. That's usually uh, the experience you get with me. That's, well, that's it. That's, uh, that's it. your own your own PSYOPs campaign uh, against getting people out of their own zone, right? Because everybody, everybody at that level has their own little stupid, uh, you know, little baseball routine, batting routine for how they're going to play this game and and the the mindset they want to be in and i do think there's absolutely a strategy of how do i how do i get you into my headspace right how do because i want to have fun and just and joke around and that's what i'm doing my best and if you want to be all serious you can be all serious but i'm going to be poking at that bear i think that's <laughs> Just bear with me, right? Where we uh, make more puns, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that's that's kind of the approach I take as well. I mean, because you know, you, you want people to be in a common space with you to enjoy this game, and honestly, mm-hmm. you'll do better if you're comfortable, and you're going to be most comfortable if they're on your wavelength, right? I mean, if if I'm playing someone who's a gloom cloud and that they're very much in this other kind of zone, it's jarring. So I want them to to come over to my realm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get over here. I like the strong agreement, Dayton. Thanks for validating me. I was more just covering the silence. It's getting pretty awkward. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Anything longer than three seconds, eh? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, just have fun, dude. Like, kick my ass. That's the biggest thing. That it's a good mind state to have into when you're even entering a tournament and trying to compete for your meta. Is like, don't be afraid to lose because everyone's going to take their L's, man. I think the only person that can't mm-hmm. take L's is Jeremy Facier because he just doesn't flip and lose. Anthony Trentinelli <laughs> is another good one too, but his list more get him than his actual play style. But but yeah, there's just, there's some good players out there, and look at they'll, they'll show you some things. I remember this. We had this new guy at the club. This was years ago. This was before Age of Sigmar even existed. That's how old we're going back down memory lane. But um. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this guy and he was trying to get his army to work for him. He just got, he always got so mad. And part of it, I think was the giant 32 ounce half surge, half mountain dew that he was drinking. But, um, I remember that guy. Yeah. And, uh, you'd always get so pissed. And I'm like, dude, how many games of this have you played? Like 15 play another 15. You are not like any success that you have at the, up to this point has been purely accidental, right? Like, <laughs> It, these games are hard. There's a lot going on, you know, <laughs> and and 
smart or terrible moves that you make early on may take two or three turns to play out why that was a good move or why that was a bad move. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Plus he's fade into his own successes or failures there, right? Like he yeah. goes in so intense. He's taken so seriously. He's just primed for tilt. One little thing that goes wrong. It's going to snowball. <laughs> oh man. Well, I do that with uh, my partner. Cause she plays with me, which is just a horrible experience for her. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but like when she went into her first tournament in um September up the northern waste 42 Exciting. tournament. Nice. How'd she and, do? Uh she won two games. She won best painted as well. So that was cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Um but like her expectation and I was telling her up to it, like your games are not gonna be against me. Like it's it's not I, I swear, like you'll you're gonna have more fun. And her biggest thing was she just wanted to understand her army and know that she she was playing to a level that she knew her army. She didn't mm -hmm. want people to tell her how to play her army, which is a really good way to look sure. at it, I guess. I, um, I think and, also, and then, especially for, for women in this space, like that's like, there's a lot of know-it-all guys who want to tell you how to play your army. Well, you, you automatically assumed her gender. Um, uh, well, I think you, uh, you might've said it, but I, I didn't I say partner. Fair ah. enough. Fair enough. Um, All right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> um, I have been called out. It's fine. But yeah, she <laughs> she was just like, I just wanted to win one game. And that, was, that was her whole yeah. expectation. And then she won two. And then she won Best Painted and she was super stoked. And she so had like, fun. Fantastic experience at that point. you know. And then she played games and she understood her fuck-ups. Because that's another thing too, right? Because you're not going to improve and do well in your meta if you don't know where your fuck-ups. Yeah. No, for sure. Oh, man. I feel like we've gotten to a good... Dayton... Having been on this podcast for a little while now, is it weird? What's is it Have weird I? to be on somebody else's podcast? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Depends on the podcast good. and how people run, right? Yeah, that's good. It's it's when good. you're not when you're not hosting, it's a way better experience. Uh, like Rob, Dallas Wire Gamer says all the time, he loves going on other people's podcasts because he doesn't have to steer the conversation. Right, you just he does it around and yeah, he but he does it naturally, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. The guy's a fucking charmer and a half. Yeah, strong strong personality. Good guy. <laughs> good guy, good list. Um <laughs> <laughs> good guy, good list. I yeah. I, I do like that idea. Along for the ride when you're with the guest, it's fun. Just gotta mm -hmm. see where it goes. I but can't yeah, scrub. I got no fans to please. <laughs> it's <laughs> you guys. I gotta sink <laughs> this fucking ship. The pressure is on us, you know, our blended talk here. What is it like always strikes all points or <laughs> party of the strikes last, you know, for, for party at the strikes here. last. Do you understand what party of the all points means? What was that reference to? The all oh points. yeah, the 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 Varenspire. Well before yeah. it was the Varenspire. Yeah, before it was used cool. to be reference it used to be referenced. It's the eight points now, I think, is what most yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's been also referenced to the all points. So that's that always the hardest part about doing a podcast is coming up with a name. That's true. It is. Matt and I went through. We had a long list. Yeah, uh, we did, actually. That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> and then he also wanted an abbreviation that sounds like a venereal disease. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We also yeah have had uh, a lot of uh, American Sign Language. Yep. Um, yep. Confusion. That's our closest um, to the pin, maybe. <laughs> age, sex, location. That one comes up a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Which I think is that harder, actually. How long have you guys been doing a podcast now? This is, we're into our third year. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Chug along. <laughs> For something that has a shelf life of potato salad, you know, you're doing well. Dude, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, which reminds that. me, 
I we almost forgot got all the way through the podcast. We had a new Patreon subscriber, and it's our good friend Charles. So it's not uh so thank you, Charles, for supporting us uh hey, emotionally and, and physically, but also monetarily as well. Absolutely, Charles. Charles come back. We appreciate you. Come back. We miss you, Charles. Yeah, toss a buck to the things that you enjoy, right? It really helps those producers. You want a podcast that you listen to all the time? Toss them a coin. Uh, that porn site you've been going to a lot of time, you know what? Give them a tip. Exactly. Just a tip. You're like, <laughs> Only fans? <laughs> Get on there. There we go. Dayton, you got anything uh, going on that you want to promo? Uh, nothing next other than, I guess, uh, I'm recording for the Left Naha as well as Métis. Uh, represent. And nice. False Alarm sold out. That's pretty sweet. Uh, I actually will, we're doing uh, a fundraiser campaign. So I've got a handful of really talented artists and we're going to be doing a sons of bahamut army painted so it's oh, fun um, oh that's cool <laughs> yeah it's the stomper tribe so it'll be one of each so game breaker nice. crack and eater and um what the hell like man uh what's the big dudes the crusher dudes the oh, one that has to lead it he has to lead it stopper the stopper war stomper war stomper yep yeah war stomper <clears throat> is your general and then it's four babies so nice. man crushes and uh two drop lists pretty sweet um but it's all gonna be themed around their crushing and breaking up a castle so the base nice. and everything and then uh teal will be the color scheme that fits through it all to bring it all together mm-hmm. nice and uh, i got really good artists on board and one other guy um he used to be the head painter for the frontline gaming studio uh brandon oh. he's uh oh, wow. painting up radicar the beast as well so if you don't win the army you might win the beast so nice definitely so looking forward to seeing that when it's all done it's yeah it's gonna funny. be it's gonna be really impressive on the table right because it's just all everyone is a center figure right so then they'll be mm-hmm. raffled off uh at false alarm and all the proceeds going towards muscular dystrophy that's, that's awesome gotta do good right we got exactly. platforms no and uh and you said you are adding more spots or there was it's no, i did already uh, oh, okay. So I started. I started at thirty-two because LLV wanted thirty-two because that's a perfect number. Sure. You will only have one undefeated if you have thirty-two players. Yeah. Um, and then my wait list. So I sold that out in two days, and then my wait list went to eleven people. And I went and looked, and I was able to secure more spots and stuff. And my printer's ripping right hard, and I'm going to do a big order to FLG after this too for bats. Nice. Um. So we're at forty-two people now, and I still have a wait list. So that's pretty fun. Who doesn't want to come play in a fire hall and have lunch? I want to come. I, Same I here. Sounds pretty following, fantastic. Uh, I was following uh, Tom Megan's uh, epic journey at the last tournament you hosted, and uh, man, I was jealous. I was absolute. The FOMO was was unreal. Yeah, if you if you fly all the way from Europe, I'm pretty much going to show you a good time for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, we are over here. We are gearing up for Six Nations, which is at the um, start of November. So really got to lock those lists in. And we're also, yeah, printing up a storm of terrain, trying to get mats. I feel I feel your pain there. It's going to be uh, Yeah, Six Nations will be entertaining. I'm sure no one will be putting a hard eye on England. No, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so good. Um <laughs> Yeah, we did it, guys. We made it. Yeah, everyone has listened this far. Do all the things: like, subscribe, get all of your friends involved. Uh, yeah. You're not aware we're playing friends involved. Dayton, thank you so much for joining us today. 
this has been great. Uh, hopefully, uh, we have lived up to your expectations of how to do a podcast. <laughs> You're definitely uh, just sorry, uh, just they... like worlds, the bar is very low. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah really, you, you did well. We You're definitely above it. Yes. The you definitely our guest with the most podcasting experience by by a long shot. Dude, do you ever go back to like your earlier episodes and just listen to them just to see oh, the awful. experience level? It's amazing. I, I definitely I have a hard time listening to Two our current episodes and if a I'm half honest. hour long episodes. <laughs> it's been a journey, I'm, but I'm got, I'm coming off of mute. I'm I'm muting the other side of work that i'm in right now two and a half hour long episodes oh my god miles what the hell were we doing i don't know we, it, was, <laughs> it was the pandemic we had lots of time to kill that, things that were true. slightly tightened up <laughs> well listen you're just a lot of the times you're just trying to tread water and figure <laughs> just to stay afloat exactly the skills come later and that's an experience-based thing this is not a natural thing luckily i got some great co-hosts with tristan and bud to really make me sound good because without those two i i got, I got nothing no one wants to listen I, as, to this as evidenced hour. by your performance today yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'm just an idiot with an audience that's all i am uh no thank uh everybody um if you haven't done already i i feel like you really should have uh before you listen to us go go uh check out dayton's podcast party at the all points it's buds um, podcast it's buds podcast it's buds podcast okay it's buds podcast that features dayton pretty heavily did you ever hear the bit behind that? The reason for that whole, how that all started? No. So I was down at uh, Summer Slaughter two years ago down in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, run by the uh, Basement Wargamers, I think. Is I think that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, good guys. Good group. Uh, good list. And um, <laughs> so I was bullshitting with this guy and Bud was down there with me. Bullshitting with this guy for the, a little bit and uh bud comes walking along and i'm like oh hey this is uh you know my buddy bud and he was like oh i know bud yeah he's the host of the party at the all points he just looks at me I'm like yeah yeah you're right no that's that he's he's the he's the host for sure <laughs> yeah, i didn't even recognize he was talking to me it was hilarious that's fantastic yeah it's bud's show there we go. Well, uh, either way, no, no matter whose show it is, go check it out. Um, it's a great time. I enjoy the musical choices. Uh, oh, yeah. those, That's that has nothing to do with the content, but I do enjoy them. That's all our super producer, Nicola Bray. There we go. And uh, at some point, if we get too big, I mean, that's going to stop because that's not uh, legal. But, um, <laughs> you know, we skirt around that. Yeah. Spotify yeah, yeah. can do it. We can do it. There we go. Age of Sigmar podcast, skirting under the radar. <laughs> the good thing is you'll never become that popular because our, our game isn't that popular <laughs> uh, I think I think it's a good place to call it a good podcast everybody I think so thanks so much for coming on Dayton this has been an absolute pleasure yeah thanks for letting me rip on you guys it's always no of course dude that's uh, we need to we need to keep our egos in check really is the, is the key indeed indeed no. <laughs>